Lights, action, performance. It's time to showcase yourself with us. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. So it's Jim Garrett, uh, owner of the Sound Lab. Hello, Jim. How are you? Hi, Roger. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. So um, tell me, Sound Lab, what's it all yes. about? So uh, it, it originally uh, started off as a radio show. So I started off on GLR with yourself, in fact, uh, presenting uh, a once a week new music show called the sound lab um and from there the sound lab has progressed into a syndicated radio show which broadcasts across eight different countries is a two-hour show uh, contains interviews and live sessions and concentrates basically on new music from mainly up-and-coming artists so nothing too mainstream and uh, from there it's branched out into radio promotion and plugging and all different little bits and pieces so it's uh, it keeps me really quite busy. <laughs> now, why did you decide to take this? Uh, obviously, you, you know, I knew you beforehand or whatever. Mm. Why did you decide to take this direction? Because what were you doing beforehand? You were doing something completely different, weren't you? Yeah, so I've... Uh, basically, when I left school, I had to go and get a job. And I knew that I loved music and everything. But I started working in restaurants and hotels and things. But as I always knew from the very start, it was music that I loved and enjoyed and learnt to play the keyboard and uh, piano, guitar, used to sing a lot as well um, and used to be part of small bands that never really got anywhere but uh, I, I like the background things and not the forefront and the being on stage but I always enjoyed listening to music and seeing things for the first time so that was kind of a side thing to the restaurant and the and the hotel work that I used to do but it got to a point where I really wanted to do a show and I started doing shows and little bits and pieces live and then I started doing it from home and yeah it's just kind of built from there and it's just something I uh, I enjoy and it's it's now the job that I do and so is the promotion and the plugging side of things so I'm actually able to do it as a job now rather than just a hobby on the side so when you kind of were thinking what can I do and all that kind of stuff and mm. you had this idea in your your mind because obviously when when you were presenting like the radio show for instance in the first place uh you used to get like tons of uh records sent to you and <laughs> mp3s and all that kind of stuff and you were just uh, you it must have been ticking in the back of your mind thinking i could do this yeah yeah it's, it's something that i've always loved i love being the first person to hear a new song before anybody on radio hears it, if you're listening to the radio or if you listen to, to streaming sites or anything like that, I was always able to listen to these tracks before those people. And that's what I always used to love. And you would get so many different types of music, different genres from your heavy metal to your pop to your country to your R&B. And quite a lot of it was really quite good and my cup of tea and some of it was a bit rubbish. But that's probably what you'd, what you'd expect. And I just loved hearing it firsthand. And one of the main things is, is new music and new artists. And being the person there that heard of an artist years before, uh, they become well known. And there's artists in the charts now that I met and interviewed and played their music before anybody else had even heard of them. I do hear this from a lot of uh, presenters in my time and, and stuff like that. And that's what they love about mm. their uh, their job, their kind of 
they're influencing other people and that's what it's all about and that's what you kind of do isn't it yeah yeah absolutely it's it's being the first person to go I've heard of this band, you're going to love them, here you go, I'm going to play it to you, and actually then, from there, it's it's a, it's a favourite of theirs that, that have listened to it, and think of it as along the lines of, you're showing a friend of yours a new track, and they go, I really like this band, and from there, they learn it. It's just, by doing it on radio, and doing what I do, it's just slight, on a slightly bigger scale, and having more people hear it for the first time, and people knowing that they've listened to it on my show, first let's think back then to this uh, let's take your mind back then to when you were at school can you mm. remember your school days and what <laughs> kind of things were you listened to in the school playground then jim well so uh it all started off uh let's say primary school so anything from about even from about 14 uh and under i was into the oldies and i was listening to the likes of the beatles and the kinks like really old stuff and and the supremes and all different sort of old music like that and then i was sat on a computer at school and we could listen to music and a friend of mine who was sat next to me actually played me a band called all time low and if you don't know them they're pop punk uh, four-piece band and they're really quite upbeat uh, singer, guitar, bass and drums and it's actually the first time I heard that I actually went I really like this and from there it turned my enjoyment yes I appreciate all the old music but from there as they were a new band at the time I loved them and then that got me into more pop punk and that's progressively got more rockier and it's got to the point now where as much as I appreciate all music anything rock or even as far as metal now I actually really quite enjoy but it's it's a big variation from where i was as a young kid to where i am today in the music that i listen to now then that's uh, that's quite interesting too it was it was your family like musical influenced at all what do you know can you remember hearing music <laughs> at home at all not well not in a in a different sense uh, as compared to any other family really we had the radio on and my dad was into madness and the specials and my mum was very much into the likes of barry manilow and all kind of the uh older singer songwriter generation um but i i just remember going on and just clicking play on to i can't remember the website that it used to be on that we used to listen to uh back then um but it was on the radio and things like that as well that these songs would just pop up and i'd i'd listen to them and i'd, I'd never really thought about listening to anything new because people who i was around and family and things always used to listen to artists of artists of old because that's what they grew up with it was just when a friend of mine at school played me a new artist and a new genre that actually turns me into listening to to new artists and even through the likes of then myspace and things like that is where you used to get your new music from it is interesting how people discover music for the very first time <laughs> i ask a lot of artists and uh, uh, musicians the same sort of question there and uh, it's really quite interesting to hear what they have to say for themselves sometimes it is their parents that do influence them quite a bit but i'm getting from the impression that you're telling me that that's not the case which is you know which is fine and all that kind of stuff so going on some some years or so you you know you had music in your life or whatever mm -hmm. uh, all through and you always like to be discovering new music uh, so it brings you on to you know after doing the radio show you just wanted to do a little bit more and you wanted to be helping musicians 
uh, gain their recognition. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you can work with the likes, the big names who get played and they get number ones all the time. And if you were to work with them, you send it out to radio and they'll instantly get plays. That's not enjoyment for me because you're not doing any work for them. The Where I enjoy what I do is hearing a new artist who want to make it big in the industry, uh, have budgets and they've spent money on recording and they've used studio times and session musicians and so on. So you know that they're they're serious about what they do and then they come to you and go right i want to get my music onto radio and i want you to do this and actually knowing that i could do something with their music and obviously there's there's artists that come to me who aren't going to get any radio play that i go okay honestly there won't be any opportunity for radio with this music but the majority of artists come to me and i go yes i want to work with this i want to get you as as many plays as as physically possible and then the when you do get them onto national radio and the likes of bbc and the the one highlight that i can pick out from my brain is that we went to salford media city with a band a brand new band that weren't even signed and went to bbc five live for their live music session on a thursday afternoon for an unheard of band was actually unheard of and it was just luck that a band uh, called blossoms dropped out because one of the members was ill that we got this opportunity and and you just feel a sense of achievement when you've taken a band that you know wouldn't have got that spot and because they've worked with you that they've made it onto onto national radio and even done a live session it it warms your heart and you know you're doing a a good job and you can just see where bands that you've met and interviewed and worked with before actually make it to today right jim stay right there we're going to talk more in just a couple of moments funny boats comedy club all over the shop in farnham different parts of guildford cambly all over the place check out the website What's the website called? Funnybonescomedy.com <laughs> Check out Funnybonescomedy.com It's a right laugh, isn't it? <laughs> so, if you're interested in seeing and hearing how we can help your business marketing succeed, then get in touch at buzzpodcasts.co.uk Our friendly team would love to see your business grow with ours. Here's what you had to say. Hi, this is Beverly from Funny Bones. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to FMJ Media. They have helped me immeasurably, introduced me to a few different uh, venues who I work with on a regular basis now. They help me build audiences. They're generally all around nice guys. Join in the conversation around here at buzzpodcasts.co.uk. Lights, action. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. So we're talking to Jim Garrett, owner of the Sound Lab. So there's lots of artists, by the way, that produce great music Mm -hmm. and they expect people to hear it and they don't do any promotion. Uh, So it's kind of, it's just very soul-destroying. I hear so much from these artists that go, oh, I don't get any play on the radio. And and I say, what sort of promotion have you done? 
and they go, well, you know, I sent it to the radio station and that was it. And that's, mm. th- and that's when they leave it. It's not going to work like that, is it, Jim? No, no, sadly not. And as much as you can do as much work as you can off your own back and sit there and email each individual radio station one by one and actually try and find how to send music to them, the stations and the shows that will play that sort of music are probably not the ones that you desperately want. And obviously the easiest way for for new artists to get onto the likes of national BBC is through BBC introducing, but that's a very long-winded process even to get onto onto national radio one. Now using a the likes of a plugger and things like that, that is where you can invest and that is where you're going to get some success. So people like myself work with the likes of BBC and Radio X and Amazing Radio and so on and so forth and we have relationships with them. So it, just before I started doing this myself I was working, uh, doing a little bit of management and helping uh, other artists and things like that and one of the guys I was working with at the time said, actually the people the amount of money that you put into recording and making the track should be equal to the amount that you're doing to promote because you won't get it out there what was the point in recording it and making a super fantastic track or ep or album and then nobody hearing it and i mean there's so many different promotion opportunities from radio to online you've got print you've got national regional and that's just for each individual country so there's lots of opportunities for you to work with people who actually know what they've do know what they're doing have done it worked with artists and can actually help you in the direction that you need to go in now then let's take it down to basics and jim i've got a song here that's yep. um you know that i want promoted i think it's the greatest song in the world where do you take it personally yourself so the first steps is that I need to listen to it. It depends. I'm not going to send, for instance, a heavy metal track to Radio 3, who play classical. So it's all about working out who is going to play your track. Once that's established, we make a plan of who we're going to submit to. And you've obviously got your, your regional shows, your uh, regional stations, your online, your community. And, and they're pretty good at playing the new artists. But when you look at the national stage, you need to target the specific shows the specific producers and the specific stations really as well Um, so once that's all established we will put together a folder of the mp3 the wav files we also include the likes of the images the press release the biography all little bits and pieces that these stations these shows presenters producers want to know they want to know about you they want to see what you look like what you've done where you might be touring so any information that we can get our hands on to send to these producers is all going to be good stuff now some stations and some shows want an mp3 some stations some shows want wav files so that's why you send both of those and you want to make it easy for them as well you want a direct link to that mp3 you want a direct link to that wav or even include it in the email itself because the last thing that presenters producers and so on want is to sit receive an email and have to work out how to actually listen to your track in the first place 
Now, the other thing that needs to be done is actually needs to be downloadable. They actually need to receive it and have the ability to upload it into their system. It's all well and good. You're sending a, a Spotify or a or a YouTube link, but sadly radio stations aren't allowed to use that on the radio, so you actually have to send a physical link as well. Yeah, so the the pitfalls, basically. What would you say if, you know, artists are thinking of... Uh, submitting tracks to you do you give them mm. their on do you give your honest feedback on these tracks when you receive these yes i do so if they if they want the feedback then i then i'll provide the feedback um as much you don't want to be criticizing you don't want to say that's rubbish and just leave it at that if it's not radio worthy it, I personally would have to provide some constructive criticism. What could they have done better? So there's a lot of elements that people are listening for. For instance, they don't want a really long introduction. They don't want a really long ending of the track before they actually get to the to the lyrics and the main part of the song. So that's obviously a little bit of an issue. Um, there was one artist I worked with last year who, when they sent the track to me and said, this is the track I want to to promote with you i said it's fantastic i love the track but it's too long it was six minutes in length which radio stations look at six minutes and sometimes they won't even listen to the track no matter how good it is because it's just too long so the feedback there was we need a radio edit that needs to be shortened and the ideal time is around three minutes so if it's slightly less slightly longer great but anything over really four minutes is just too long and there's lots of other little bits and pieces that we pick up on that we turn around and go actually it's not right for radio for certain reasons and that's just some of the reasons why uh radio stations might not play your track even though it might be the best track in the world on the top of your head what do you <laughs> what would you say would be the number one thing that everyone gets wrong oh crikey um off the top of my head i think it's unprofessional uh initial contact so when you send an email to a producer direct at the BBC, if it's not how they want it to look and if you haven't been nice to them or contained everything in that one email, they'll just ignore it. They'll just delete the email straight away. So when you're contacting people, for instance, like me, when you're submitting for radio, be professional, be courteous and make sure that you've provided everything that they want Make sure that it has the title name, the track name, the artist name, if it's off an album, when's it being released, a little biography, any tour dates, social media. Just make sure it's all there because the last thing people want, like myself, is for me to go back to you to say, you haven't included this, and then you come back and go, here it is. And then I go, yeah, but now I need this as well. You just want it all there in one go. So the radio stations get your tracks. Where do you take it from there then, Jim? So for me personally, uh, I will once the radio station and the radio show has got your track, we will listen to it. Um, and actually, we don't always listen to the track 
all the way through and this is a little insider thing we don't listen to the track all the way through so you actually have to grab our attention from the start and what i personally do is i will listen to the first 10 to 20 seconds i'll skip to about a minute in and i'll skip to about two minutes in and actually in total i've listened to about 40 seconds of your three minute song so actually you need to grab us from the start and once that's then been decided we then work out where you might potentially fit into the station and then we go from there so it's it's a building process and we see what else comes through and then we work out what playlist you're going to go on before the super updates which varies to from station to station some updates on a friday we are the sound lab update on a on a sunday so yeah so you listen to these tracks you send them off to radio stations mm-hmm. um what is the process at the radio station? Do you do you chase the radio station saying, hey, have you listened to this? Or yeah. are you one of these pluggers that does that all the time? Yeah, so we use a, a system that you can see who has actually downloaded the track, which initially is a, is a great start. Um, there's also a little reply uh, form that they can fill in, which some do, some don't. And once they send that little form back, you know that they've listened to it and what their feedback is. So you know if they're going to play it, you know any comments, you know if they want an interview uh, and suitable times for that interview and any feedback as well. Now, for stations and shows and producers and things that actually don't get back to you um after about a week i'll do some chasing up so i'll send them an email say you had to listen to this or i noticed that you downloaded and listened to this track last week just wonder if i could get any thoughts on whether you might be playing it or not any feedback would be great that i can feed back to the artist and again some people will reply and some people won't and you then follow up a couple of weeks later when you're kind of coming to the end of the the promotion of that single and going okay so we haven't heard from you but we know we've you've listened to it um just wondered if you managed to to get a play and then it's you trying to get the the show links so the artist can then go and share that on their social media which come through fairly often um any feedback from the stations we get as well so we feedback that to the artists as well and what i'd love is the stations who are playing when they tag the artist in on social media the artists love it i love it and the station and the shows themselves actually get retweets and shares from the artists themselves if they tag them in so that's always the ideal situation so you've chased these radio stations up etc uh, etc et and uh you uh, do you offer kind of like different tiers when you're working with different artists so people come to you saying oh, i've got this song can you promote it um, do, you, do you offer different services for different artists or how does it work? So actually, compa- for us, compared to other promotion services and promotion companies, all of our services is actually an all-in thing. So the artists come to me and I will, once you've set up that you want to work with us and the invoice and everything has been settled and we've got your stuff we actually do the works regardless of whether you're on a six month or a 12 month package with us the difference is is the length of time you're working with us whether it's a single six months or 12 months so if you come to me with a single we will be submitting it to national radio whereas other pr companies will have tiers of okay if you pay this fee you'll be promoted to local regional and community stations 
But if you pay the next tier up, you'll be promoted to certain BBC stations. And then sometimes there's an even further tier where they include the likes of Spotify and blogs and websites in there as well. So the difference between normal other PR companies and services compared to ours is actually no matter which length of time you go for us, you're still going to get the works. Really, you just take all the hard work out of, you know, because the artists or the musicians put all the time and effort into yeah. making that particular track, that album, etc. So you just take the weight off of their back, really, don't you? You do Absolutely. all the hard work. Yeah, so it's a lot of hard work for an artist to sit, go through every radio station in the country, let's say, and actually submit that track to them and find out how to do it and find the right email address and even find the right producer and it's still difficult for the likes of myself who've been who's been doing this for years to try and find producers of new shows so i can only imagine what that could be like for artists themselves to do it and then the artists themselves don't have the relationship with the radio stations um that's already established whereas the likes of pr services like myself have established those relationships with producing and things so they're actually more likely to listen to the track in the first place so how many artists do you reckon you have supported and helped over the years oh crikey there's there's quite a few so uh, after i've changed my system uh we've got about 60 artists that i've worked with over the last couple of years to promote their music onto onto radio but i mean i was i was doing little bits and pieces along the promotion front uh prior to the way i do it now so you're you're looking at maybe 80 to 100 different artists and it's surprising how many artists of those actually come back and want to work with you again which provides you with a sense of joy that actually you've done a good job the first time round. so it's kind of just that reinforcement that you did a good job and artists keep coming back but at the moment i'm thinking about 80 different artists i've worked with over the years do you want to give any shout outs to any of these artists that you support <laughs> that we may know well I, uh, well there's a there's a few up-and-coming artists who have started to be signed to labels so the likes of melanie Furman, who has uh, who's signed to Curb Records, which is a, an American label who uh, work mainly in the country scene. But Melanie Furman is fantastic. Um, I've worked with who everybody might know is a, an artist called Peter One One Eight, who just relentlessly shares his music on social media every day and if you haven't heard of him it's it's strange how you wouldn't have come across him on social media and a few artists at the moment so we're working with Amir Beats and uh, who's a fantastic R&B urban artist we've got Bruce Engler who's just released an album in uh, 2020 who's got a new single out at the moment and uh, we've got a fantastic artist called Andrea who's just come on board who's uh, going to be working with us uh, across this year working towards her new album so yeah a lot of good stuff coming up and yeah some some great stuff to come in 2021 as well now then I've got to ask you this question, Lars. I've asked most people that I've interviewed over the last 12 months or so. Is, okay. Has the lockdown affected your business? Has it, you know, increased your business? Um, so it did have an impact. It had a big impact in the first lockdown. So from May to around June, July time, I had no artists. 
not a single artist came on board to promote. And that's because everybody in the country just went, uh, what do we do? Artists were stopping their releases. They were postponing them. They didn't know what to do. So obviously no music was being released and you could just see a big hit in both the promotion side and the radio side for us as well. We just weren't getting any artists in. But what people were doing during that time was writing. They were getting ready to, the second they could go back into the studio, they were going to be back in that studio and record. So July, August came around. People jumped back into the studios because they were back open. And actually, since the likes of October, it's been manic. Even now in this second lockdown or third lockdown, hypothetically, is that actually it's really busy and a lot busier than I've I've ever been so there's a lot going on for us but that's because people have written recorded and now working towards releasing so I think in the long term lockdown's actually been a, a positive thing for the likes of myself and promotion and uh, and radio so how do you see the rest of the year planning out 2021 then I think it's going to be a good year I think a lot of artists new artists up and coming artists have had the chance now to sit at home not actually have to go and work and write music and now they've been back in the studio they've now got a plan to release music in 2021 now it might not be straight away it's, it could be looking towards the end of the year especially as now we're in a in a second lockdown but people aren't shying away from actually releasing during this second lockdown now so i'm imagining 2021 is going to be busy going to be positive and i can just imagine a load of good music coming through this year excellent now if anyone wants to get hold of you uh, give us some contacts Yes, so the best way is to head to the website, the soundlabuk.co.uk, where you can upload your music to the radio station direct through there, and you can also find out about our promotion services on there as well under the promotion tab. But if you want to get in touch direct with us, then uh, it's jim at the soundlabuk.co.uk. And we're all over social media, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, and that's all at the soundlab. Yes, all over. Lovely. Jim, thank you very much indeed for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening. We very much hope you've been entertained. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Entertainment UK. You'll find all our podcasts at buzzpodcast.co.uk.